After I was born again in 1975, my cousin told me that in the churches she attended, they were saying that Jesus could not return until the apostasy occurred in the churches. One day I was reading Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, and God spoke to me about this verse of Scripture. Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. God said to me, The falling away are not people leaving the churches. The falling away are the churches falling away and leaving the scriptures. Antichrist would come in to the churches and speak doctrine that is not of God, opposite from the Bible, and eliminate portions of the Bible and teach things to the churches that are not permitted in the Bible. I think one of the clearest examples is Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. I have never heard this taught in any church group in 40-plus years that I've tried to attend church. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. If the divorced woman remarries, she commits adultery. The man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery but the one who really caused the adultery was the husband who divorced the faithful wife. Once again, but I say unto you that whosoever shall put away divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. I've never heard that taught in any church. But that's what Jesus said, and it's presented for us in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. This is an example of Antichrist in the churches. When doctrine is changed or eliminated, and sin is permitted inside the church. They go in a way opposite to that which the scriptures tell them to go. That is Antichrist in the church. 
Antichrist is not one man. Antichrist is like the devil. Antichrist is a spirit in many men. The Apostle John tells us that in the following scripture. 1 John chapter 4 verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. At one point, when I was a new Christian, some women were talking at church, and they were talking about who is Antichrist. I really had never heard of Antichrist. I don't believe I'd ever heard the word Antichrist until that time. Who is Antichrist? And they were speculating. One of them said some thought it was Henry Kissinger. After a while, I spoke to them and I said, well, looks like they would have thought it was Hitler. And one of the women said, oh, no, Antichrist comes speaking peace. Well, if you remember Munich, Hitler did too. But in fact, Antichrist comes into the churches. They were looking for Antichrist in governments of men. When Tolstoy wrote War and Peace, he spoke about the Russian people thinking the Antichrist was Napoleon. They were all looking for Antichrist in one man and in the governments of men. But Antichrist is in many men. The Apostle John tells us that in 1 John chapter 2. He said, you've heard of Antichrist. And he said, even now there are many Antichrists. They came among us and they didn't stay because they couldn't basically take over and speak their own doctrine. Paul said the same thing to the elders at the church of Ephesus in Acts chapter 20. Paul said, after I'm gone, I know that many among you will rise up speaking perverse things. They would speak wrong doctrine. Antichrist was just waiting to take over, even in the day of John and Paul. You can read this in 1 John chapter 2, in 1 John 4, 3, and in Acts 20. And you will see that Antichrist came into the churches and came through the churches and was a spirit in many men. Let's return to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, 
the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The restraint holding Antichrist back from the churches were the Holy Scriptures, Jesus. The minute they removed any portion of Scripture from the church, Antichrist moved in. In the NASB, 2 Thessalonians 2 reads as follows. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it, the day of the Lord, will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposeth and exalteth himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Then in verse 6 of the NASB, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and you know what restrains him now. Well, what does restrain him now? And I said to God, who is it that restrains Antichrist? And instantly my eyes were open to see Jesus restrains Antichrist from the church. Jesus, the word of God, the scriptures hold Antichrist back. Jesus is eliminated when the scriptures are changed. And Antichrist moves in. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6, NASB. And you know what restrains Antichrist now so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And that's Jesus. That's the scripture. Anytime the word of God is removed from the church and another doctrine is set up, Antichrist is free to operate in that church group. When Jesus returns, he will destroy the Antichrist groups. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8 And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. When I have attended church and the pastor has spoken doctrine other than doctrine from the Bible, I don't go back to that church group because I know it's an antichrist group. Many times I've gone to pastors and talked to them. I've never seen one of them repent. Though they knew what they spoke was not in the Bible. I quit 
going to them and just left that church group, never to return to it. At first, I was angry and very disturbed that they had changed the scripture. And they knew they had changed the scripture. But after God showed me Antichrist would be destroyed, these church groups would be destroyed by Jesus when he returns, I was no longer upset. It was just something that had to happen in the end times. And so if I come across one of the people with an Antichrist-type spirit and he speaks something opposite to the Bible, I might correct him, but I would definitely leave him alone because I know what it is. It's Antichrist in the churches. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Antichrist is in the church groups now, in many of the church groups, in most of the church groups. And over and over I have heard old-time Christians say, church is so watered down anymore. What they speak is just so watered down and weak. I've heard that same thing many times. There's some truth, but it's so weak, and sin is allowed in the church today. For they permit men to marry divorced women. They permit divorced women to remarry, contrary to the statement of Matthew 5.32. They permit men and sanction men to divorce a faithful wife. They will all be held accountable in the day of judgment for their approval of sins like this in the churches. Every individual will answer to God for what he approves. At the judgment seat of Christ, we will all receive for that which we have done on this earth, whether it be good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So we want to be sure that we agree with the word of God and that we refuse to sanction things that are opposite from the Bible. My cousin told me this story. Her neighbor invited her to his house for a barbecue. So she went dressed in blue jeans and things that she thought were appropriate for a barbecue. But she got there and it was a wedding. The two men who lived in the house were getting married to each other. She said, I was so embarrassed over the way I was dressed. I said, well, I wouldn't be embarrassed over the way I was dressed. I would have fled that house. I wouldn't have stayed there. I think later my cousin was born again, but I don't think she was born again at that time. 
What does the Bible say about homosexuals and lesbians? Romans chapter 1. Start reading at verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That's the explanation concerning what the Bible says and what God has to say about homosexuals and lesbians. So if someone says to you, what do you think about homosexuals and lesbians? Just read this portion of scripture, for it shows what God thinks, because it is in the Holy Bible. My cleaning woman once said, yes, but what about those people on talk shows who say they were just born homosexual or lesbian? At first, I didn't know what to say, but God gave me the answer to this. Mark chapter 10, verse 6. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. They're either male or female when they're born. Later, God turned them over to a reprobate mind because they would not honor the truth, is what the Bible says. Today it's gotten so crazy that they're even writing on CNN and saying in government places that they shouldn't tell what gender the child is on a birth certificate until they find out later what the child is. How twisted. How do you know if that baby is male or female? I mean, it's so simple. You just look at the way the baby is shaped and created, and you know whether it's a girl or a boy. Because from the beginning of creation, baby was made male or female, but later was turned over by God to a reprobate mind to do that which is not convenient. So you 
you know the truth by passages of scripture such as Romans chapter 1 verses 26 through 28 and you stay with the truth that is from God though everyone else turn from that truth you cling to that truth we don't have to fight them we just tell them what the Bible says We don't even have to fight the Antichrist churches. When we see their Antichrist, leave them alone. If they don't uphold Scripture, leave them alone. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.